Welcome back to the Extinction Rebellion podcast. I'm Michaela Herman, and today we're back with the third and final episode in our series on youth activism, which we've made in collaboration with XR Youth US. My co-host Alejandro is back with us. How are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. It's nice to be here and wrapping up this series. I think it's gone really well. It's been awesome. I know I've learned so much about what we can all do to make sure that both youth and adult voices are equally respected and included and valued in XR and in wider movements as well for the environment and for justice. So what are we chatting about today to wrap things up? So when we came up with this idea for the series, we actually wanted to sit down with some adults that we work with that we have also relationships with in our communities and organizing spaces because things aren't tense or bad when when we work with adult activists or older activists. Most of the time they are great. So we wanted to make sure people heard from adult allies that we work alongside with. And also it would be a good example to show how these dynamics can work and look like for spaces that youth voices are actually being listened and respected, not just told good job or kids save the world and then ignored. Yeah, I imagine that would be a bit condescending if that was the only interaction you got with adults. So I'm looking forward to hearing what it's like to have a good relationship in an activist space. Um, And I think it's useful to see those dynamics in action. And then I can look at my own local group and ask myself, how could I kind of tweak my approach towards the youth in my group and in other movements? So shall we jump in? Yeah, let's do it. I'm Skip Hudspeth. Pronouns are he, him. I got involved with XR heard about it from a friend in Charlotte last year. It was probably late summer or early fall and have been working with a group of XR and XR youth and other organizations in the Charlotte area to, uh, to become more active with, uh, with climate activism. So yeah, my name's Steven. Uh, my pronouns are he, they. I am uh, one of the folks who helped get XRLA up and running and um, have worked uh, on a lot of our stuff here on the on the uh, west coast um among which uh was and is working with xr youth and and in support of xr youth hey everyone i'm ollie i use she they pronouns and i'm one of the co-coordinators for xr youth charlotte hey everybody my name is chrissy oliver mays my pronouns are she her um and i'm the other co-coordinator for extinction rebellion youth charlotte hi i'm josie kim um i'm the art I'm the arts director of Extinction Rebellion East Los Angeles. Hi everyone, I'm Corey. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a co-coordinator of Extinction Rebellion Youth Los Angeles, as well as a coordinator for Extinction Rebellion Youth US, and I'm really excited to be here today. So I'll start with my, um, you know, my first um, encounters with XR Charlotte were really um, largely colored by an encounter with with the youth movement that was already in place in Charlotte. You know, I became familiar with uh, Mary Ellis, who was, who was and other uh, Fridays for Futures uh, activists who were sitting vigils every Friday in Charlotte, the government center for week after week after week. So I was um, um, just kind of in awe and just really, really um, inspired by the youth and what they were doing already. I felt like they had already uh, taken the lead in many ways in Charlotte with activism in this realm. So, um, we, we, when I came on board, we were working on doing some uh, events and we had discussions with the youth and, uh, and other folks in, um, in our area. And we, we, the first event I was really um, closely uh, involved with was our Valentine's Day. Um, we, in a short time, 
um, found people who are interested in becoming Red Rebels, youth and adults, and uh, in a matter of weeks, put together costumes and just had lots of energy. At the same time, we were meeting in uh, some spaces provided by uh, like Hardin Minor for build, making banners. So I think that was really my first uh, en engagement with you youth in Charlotte was at Hardin Space when we were starting to make some banners. So um, I was just delighted. I was delighted by the energy and the, um, uh, and the uh, I guess there's a spirit of playfulness that I really am drawn to with the youth um, um, and also a, a sweet sense of connection with each other. So I wanted more of that. So, so I've been uh, really enjoying that connection and I've um, enjoyed working with the youth and others to make this Valentine's Day event happen in which we showed up in Charlotte, in the center of Charlotte, uh, starting at the government center and then um, uh, downtown area. Um, and we created a really beautiful event and we claimed space and we had these beautiful big banners and youth and adults together uh, out there. Um, protesting together. So um, that was um, my first real close experience with working with the youth and um, I love it. I really like this, this, uh, inter this connection. For, for us here in, in Los Angeles, um, we started the, um, we started the collective uh, in January. You know, we all saw what was happening in London, January of 19. We also was happening in London and, a bunch of us came together and started to um, think about how we could be forming our own XR. And it was really clear to us the first thing we could do is start being allies to youth climate. And so we did a bunch of uh, structural support, you know, back end support of climate marches here in Los Angeles. Over a period of months, we got to know some folks, we got to meet climate youth, and it was. For us, it, it you know, we, we were looking to build allyship and the most fun we were having was being in support of youth because for us, it, um, it came without strings or a bunch of stuff that happens to folks as they get older, if I may be so bold. Um, and so we got to be of service and we did a bunch of work and... Um, Slowly but surely, we, we developed rapport with different groups. And then we, we had a retreat, and um, it was kind of for the entire XR Collective to talk about what our plans were for the future, and there's like 60 of us. And this crew of youth came in saying, and we're starting XR Youth, so there. And, and it was very badass the way it, it sort of happened. It was just like, how do we support this? And what, what came out of that was a series of uh, actions. I think the one that we're, we're all most proud of, if I may be so bold, is we, we decided to take the Hollywood sign and kind of um, on the day before the Oscars. And um, it was a big uh, action. We were... Uh, there were a lot of youth jumping in in a lot of different ways, and our job was to be support. So we 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 were able to show up in some pretty interesting ways, tactically with people like LAPD and others who were decidedly not enthusiastic about people taking the Hollywood sign. But we cleared it. We helped clear a path, and we had some really great cooperation. Uh, from the larger, you know, the elders, or we call them elders in this instance, but we basically followed 
the lead of, of the, the youth and how they wanted to do this. And we kicked ass. We really kicked ass. We had a, all the helicopters and all the news coverage. And we had, we were in collaboration with Amazon Watch and a bunch of uh, folks showed up, you know, indigenous and otherwise in service to getting the message out there. And the day before the Oscars, we were basically calling out, youth was calling out Hollywood, going, wake up. And uh, it was a really beautiful uh, uh, moment. And I think it, 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 XR Youth very much became itself on that day, if I were to put a tag on it. And uh, that's, so that's some of the stuff we've, we've been doing. And it's been really gratifying. I think it'd be awesome to start hearing from some of the youth activists um, about how they felt when you guys started interacting or just like some barriers or even just like how welcome you felt when interacting with your adult allies and the adult group. I can start. Um, so for Ollie and I, we were pretty new um, as coordinators for Extinction Rebellion Youth Charlotte. And we heard about um, XR, just XR Charlotte from another woman. Um, and we didn't even know it existed. And we were like, there's adults? Like, this is so crazy. So we went to their meeting and we were instantly greeted. I think it was Steve English was like the first person by the door who was so sweet, so kind, instantly made us feel like we were a part of their group. Um, always like wanted to have our input. I think that they definitely welcomed us. Definitely, I second all of that. Um, yeah, so Christy and I's experience with adults was first um, through just like going to their weekly meetings that they had at the time and they were just getting started and we had technically gotten started like a few months prior but still didn't really have any idea what we were doing. Um, so yeah, going to their meetings, everybody was so welcoming and so polite and like, we didn't know anyone at all. Um, and they were just like very uplifting. And I think it pretty much immediately became a really strong partnership and bond, um, between our like adult group and our youth group. And we've grown um like separately and together I think just in a huge way since then um it's definitely a really big part of like our success as a group and our actions and things like that my experience for Extinction Rebellion in Los Angeles was really similar I have been part of different groups where I feel like older voices definitely drowned out youth voices and I was used to in the beginning of being a climate activist just having my voice drowned out and being basically the youngest one in a room and when I joined Extinction Rebellion in Los Angeles I stopped seeing the generational divide because people who were decades older than us and the same age I didn't see so much of a difference because we were just as passionately fighting for the exact same things and that's one of the things I loved most about joining Extinction Rebellion, I think especially because of the focus on regenerative culture. And part of regenerative culture is, I feel, that multi-generational uh, love and respect for each other. So that's been my experience of basically the ideal adult allyship, which is 
no matter what your age, you're just providing support when people need it, but no one is overstepping someone else's voice. Um, Extinction Rebellion East Los Angeles was like the first kind of group that I had joined like this. And so I thought that when I heard of Extinction Rebellion in Los Angeles, I thought it was just like two different groups, but seeing how we worked together and the support that we got from Extinction Rebellion in Los Angeles is just like, it's amazing. And it was kind of shocking to me at first, but I really appreciate it. One thing that Corey said was like being the youngest in a room and like feeling like adult voices may sometimes drown out youth voices. If any of you guys have felt the same thing or even Corey wants to speak more on that. And like what advice do you think that could be used in those spaces that XR um, or your XR little groups have used like effectively to like include both adult and youth voices? I can speak to that real quick. I was invited to speak at a conference and be a panelist, and I was on a panel of youth of color that were supposed to be speaking from our experiences. And I thought that we were going to be speaking to the entire conference, but we were put in a very small room in the back that we ended up only speaking to about 10 people. And given very little time to speak, whereas some other people who were adults were speaking from their experiences and coming from a very moderate, conservative um, expression. And so I was kind of disappointed to be in a room where we felt very pushed to the side and our voices weren't actually being heard. And I've been in a lot of experiences like that, but that was probably the most recent and (laughs) most surprising. I was going to say, for um, for XR Youth Charlotte, we haven't had a lot of situations where I feel like our voices haven't been heard, but we have had a few key moments. And I think for us, the biggest takeaway was that like you have to you have to take space sometimes. It's not always given to you. And so making sure that you advocate for yourself and you understand that your voice is just as powerful, um, always respecting those who have been in the movement and doing this for longer than you. Uh, There are people who've been doing this before I was born, before I was even a thought. Um, And so making sure that that you listen to them, but also make them understand that this is affecting you just as much, if not more, than it's going to affect them. Um, And really making sure that, you know, you have the power as well. I think there sometimes is that power dynamic that can be shifted because we are raised in a society where you're supposed to respect your elders and listen to them and children, at least my mom has has always been like, children are supposed to be seen and not heard. Um, I don't know if that's ever been told to anybody else, but we're coming into this space where kids want to be seen and they want to be heard. Um, And I think that's totally acceptable and something that we should strive for. Um, And so you just kind of have to advocate for yourself. That's so true. Um, yeah, adding on to what Chrissy was saying about like things that we've had here. I don't know, the things that come to my mind, and I think this is interesting, is like with our adult counterparts, like our adult organizers and our adult like activists, it's there's not much that comes to mind um as far as like bad circumstances, but things do come to mind when I think about like events we've organized and actions we've planned um, where we've had a lot of adult like 
politicians, like state and city politicians um, and like government officials come in and like just think that they like run the place. So definitely what Chrissy's saying is very true. Like we've had um, some adults come in and like pretty much just take like a speaking like slot at our biggest event we've ever had like showed up and like went on stage with the mic without like prior approval we've had you know instances where we have been seen as like bossy or like I don't know disrespectful because we've had to like yell at adults to like leave an area or like respect someone's space so definitely what Chrissy's saying is true like to be a youth leader in this movement can be a difficult thing while it's very empowering because you can definitely build a reputation I think especially if you're a young woman um that you're like bossy or stuck up um so that's like something to navigate um but yeah as far as our adult counterparts like organizers go they're incredible that's really great to hear. Um, I would love to hear from the adults. Let's start with um, Stephen. If you could just talk about, like, from your perspective, what you think is different about adult activism versus youth activism. I think the best place for me to begin would be, to me, um, I, I'm a dad. I've got um, um, a daughter who's on her way to college now, and if there is a college now, we'll see. Um, and, uh, you know, I see the world kind of through her eyes very, very often because she's my daughter and I care deeply about her and I want her future to be assured. So I come into XR, I'm kind of, I'm not a, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm like an ancient mariner at this point with, with a whole lot of activism behind me. And all I want to do from my point of view is be a mentor. That, that's the joy that I get out of having had a bunch of experiences and being able to pass them along. Um, I think that moving out of my own experience, I see a lot of um, um, youth-led opportunities that haven't really fully um, um, formed yet. Like I believe that in, in terms of XR, with all due respect to folks my age and folks 20 years younger than me and more, this is about your future. This is not about my future and, or our future. It, yeah, sure, in the near term it is, but, but you know, I'm, I look at folks who are in their teens and 20s and I say to myself, wow, you know, what can I do to support the struggle that needs to happen right fucking now in service to you know, this mess we're in. And I, I believe that a lot of adults get that in the, in the movement. Um, certainly in XR, because we have, you know, some principles that we all believe in and some practices that we all adhere to. I see a lot of that. I don't see a lot of it outside of XR. I see other climate groups where this is a real struggle, uh, hierarchy and, um, you know, power dynamics and all kinds of sort of brokenness that have plagued progressive movements, the climate movement for, you know, decades, if not longer. 
And, and what I really appreciate so much about having principles and, and, and showing up from a place of non-hierarchical and, and, and making it really like, if you can't tolerate that, go somewhere else and play, that creates a safe space for, for I think it creates a safe space for you to emerge. And uh, I always like to say that I believe um, that I'm living in a completely different reality than youth is. I'm in a, you know, I'm kind of over here, this guy is older and has been through some stuff and you're looking through your eyes in your experience and there's magic in your experience that I can't bring to the table. There, there, there's ideas and energy and flow and uh, inspiration and movement building that, yeah, sure, if we know our history, we know some of the moves, but the, the generation that I'm sitting on this Zoom call with, you guys have tricks I haven't even thought of yet. And if this thing's gonna, gonna figure itself out, it's gonna happen because you're held in a space where you can deliver on that and feel great about that and not feel oppressed by ageism or all the other stuff that comes with you know, traditional models. I think the self-organizing system is a piece of that. I think that you know, the principles that we hold are a piece of that. And you know, I'm just really rooting for the growth of not just Extinction Rebellion, but a culture that looks at youth differently than the culture looks at youth in the present. And I think, I think on some level where we get to model that in our movement in XR and we need a lot more of it. Um, adding on to what Steven was saying, I just feel like this is our opportunity to deal with humanitarian crises and the crisis that's happening in our societies as well as the ecological crisis because we can't fight climate change and we can't mitigate the climate crisis if we're keeping the same toxic systems and that is in extinction rebellion principles and demands that we have to call out the toxic systems we're a part of and i think that through regenerative culture and our way of modeling different types of governance it is our way to reimagine not just activism but also reimagine what the future of humanity can look like i like what you said i, I feel the same way i feel like um especially since you know, the COVID virus this pandemic has hit and we're seeing how that's impacting different groups of people differently. And there's so much vulnerabilities that are exposed, so many power, power differentials that are exposed. And then we've got George Floyd's, you know, murder and that's that whole movement. It's incredible to me all that's happening right now in this moment. And, you know, as a white, older white man, I'm, you know, I'm aware that a lot of this, um, what needs to change has been brought about by white men and for a long, long time. And there's, um, you know, this is whole idea of extraction of, of, for profit from, from people, from groups, from the earth. And so um, I am just delighted that there's, that the youth are in standing up in, in such a strong way um, because I'm not going to be around, you know, for that much longer, you know, compared to, What's, what's in store for us. So I want to be, uh, like you said, Stephen, I want to be an ally and I want to be um, supporting you guys. I do feel also that I'm, because I've lived so long, I have more experience, but I've also got in patterns and, and my, some ways of what I see as possibilities may be narrower than yours. So I love that you're bringing new ideas 
new possibilities that I may not be able to see. So uh, that's a big part of the what I, I see of this. Um, it's very positive what's going on right now. And just to add on to what Skip was saying when he was saying that he wants to be an ally, I think that's so important, especially when you're advocating for youth. Um, like it's it's not always an individual thing. Um, I know when we have dealt with struggles, even when it was with like our adult allies or someone else, it was also adults who helped us through that struggle. Um, I think that you can find your community and your group and really have a solid like core um like a solid core people that you can rely on um and those people will always advocate for you so when we have had issues um with other adults sometimes it does take somebody from their generation to be able to explain an issue differently so that they're able to hear it. Um, although that's not always what we want, sometimes they do feel like they want somebody who's like lived a similar experience to them or is on the same level as them to explain what is happening. And although that can be a little bit disheartening in order to get to you know, the solution, that's sometimes a track that you have to take um, and also making sure that you find allyship within other youth, um, within your specific group, whether it be like in your specific working group or just with national or even other like climate organizations. I think that has been such an incredible tool that Extinction, Extinction Rebellion has taught me um, to use and, and has helped us like further our group in Charlotte so much like that I could not have imagined like we couldn't have done it on our own um, because it's so much more than an individual task I think. That was really well said. One one thing that I kind of got from that and also just thinking about even how we want to um, outline allyship within people of different ages um Josie I actually wanted to ask you if um being the youngest person on this call I'm like a younger activist in Extinction Rebellion youth how um how you have felt organizing even in spaces where the age gap is like middle school to or even high school to college how you feel that the power dynamics have worked between you and other older activists um yeah I'm I'm 14 so I'm pretty young I, I'm used to being like the youngest in my grade the youngest on like every single call um I found that yeah pretty much what Gracie said once you find your group it's really easy to interact with people I'm not very good at social interactions if you can tell but um like I I find I found it really easy I think Extinction Rebellion youth and Extinction Rebellion is just such a welcoming group and once you find the right people and the right things to say, it's just, it's really easy to organize with them and like have nothing go wrong. So. Corey, I actually want to ask you kind of the opposite question because you're you're 21, am I right? Um, yeah. So you're on the older side of even like youth organizing. How have you felt like trying to organize with younger people and like not trying to step step on toes is not the right word, but it's just interact with people that may have a different experience as you. 
That's a really fantastic question, actually. I've seen myself sort of as a bridge between multi-generations because I'm very close with working with my elders at Extinction Rebellion Los Angeles, as well as working with different youth groups. And over my experiences with activism, I don't have half as much as people who are decades older than me. And yet I also know that I can bring certain, kind of like what Stephen was saying, that I can be a mentor in some ways, but I also don't want to just take control of things. So I want to make sure that everyone can just live up to their potential and be empowered to to be brave because I was once at the age where I was just starting out and I was really young and doing activism and didn't know what I was doing. And so I've been in that spot before. It was very recent for me. It wasn't decades ago. It's very clear in my mind. And I just want people to know that if you're a young activist, you have to be brave. You have to step outside of your comfort zone and to seek mentorship is great, but you also have to know that you have a lot of power that you might not be aware of. So that's what I try to bring to the table is bridge the gaps between generations, as well as hopefully help activists who are just starting out just like I was a few years ago. I could just add on to that really quickly. Um, again, being the youngest, I think um, in my time in, with Extinction Rebellion and just like fighting climate change in general, I have stepped out of my comfort zone so much. Like September 20th was the first time I actually skipped school ever. So with like an intention of skipping school. So that was like, that was really crazy for me. And then once I joined XR, like I jumped out of my comfort zone. I gave a speech at a strike, which was monumental for me. That was really, really nerve wracking, but I'm really glad I did it. What advice would you give to like younger counterparts that want to join your groups or just want to join like participating in strikes or organizing to some extent? What would you tell them? Ollie, do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go. Um, yeah, it's freaking terrifying. Like, so scary. Just such an insane feeling. Like, it's very surreal, but also just like the most nerve wracking thing at the same time. Um, yeah, so I think for people who, for younger people who want to join or start something of their own, um, oh man, how do I say this? Like, I think the most important thing for me was just to start on things. Like, I don't know, I always really struggled with, like, just beginning things because I would get so, so anxious that, like, it wouldn't turn out or, like, I wouldn't be able to carry through with it. Um, that I just wouldn't start them, um, but XR, like, broke me of that habit pretty quickly, um, especially since um, I, like, started the group. I kind of had to carry on with that, um, but yeah, I think, like, the first step is the most important thing, um, so I, I don't know if that's, like, cliche or, like, too basic, um, but I think just, like, you know, bit by bit, don't rush yourself, of course, like, into anything. You don't need to go straight into, like, an arrestable action. If you want to do that, freaking awesome, like, go for it. Um, but, yeah, like, if it's uncomfortable for you to, like, get out and, like, go to a group gathering, like, go join a local group at a strike or, like, join an open Zoom call. Um, but, yeah, I think 
starting and really like working with yourself and sitting down with yourself constantly and being like I have more power than I know I have and like I can do this because I know that was really weird for me and for the longest time I just felt so out of place because like we don't often hear youth voices and we don't often see youth in positions of power like youth up with a mic in their hands like addressing thousands of people it's a very strange thing and even more strange to be that young person up there um so yeah that's what i would say and i just want to hear from the adults just could if you could mention one or two things that you feel like you've learned from working with youth and being an ally to youth um thing one is humility I think, you know, in my own history, when I, when I first started working prior to XR with youth, I thought I knew everything. And um, it's, it's, it's a learning curve, but uh, I'm humbled by the opportunity to learn from. So that's a big learning, to be able to keep beginner's mind in a space where, you know, youth have their own thoughts, ideas, all the good stuff that comes forward from the passion for climate work. And um, that's, I guess that's the, the one thing. And the second thing is, is that I'm pretty good at this. Um, that I know how to show up. I've, I've learned how to show up well, and I feel good about the opportunity to be of service that way. For me, it's, it's um, very gratifying. You know, I think we get to a certain point in our lives. I know I have where being of service is a lot easier than out there trying to be king of the hill. Um, you know, it's just, uh, it's a cultural thing. We're taught to like, you know, compete and all this. We get to take a step back and be of service and bring forward uh, wisdom. And then youth are willing to participate in that conversation and take what they need to leave the rest. It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling. So, that's great. you know, I had a wake-up call because I, when I was first um, became concerned about global warming and the crisis, I was thinking about our kids. Our, my grand, I have a daughter and two grandkids, and I was thinking it's up to us. It's up to the, the adults to take care of the kids. Uh, and the corollary was because they can't take care of themselves. But um, that was a big wake-up call for me to realize they're out there. They're, they're taking care of this. And um, so that was inspiring to me and, and, and just sort of, wall kind of went down like yeah okay and it was it was reinforced when i went to this um, um gathering at the government center where greta thunberg came and spoke and not only did greta speak but kids who had walked from their with their teachers from their schools in town to this to be there got up and spoke from third graders fourth graders middle school high school kids and they all just spoke with this power and passion and and clarity that so that just was a wake up for me, like, wow, there's a lot of, um, this is our future and, and, and they're standing up. So I loved it, I love it. Pretty Can good. I add one more thing? Yeah. Can I just, this is sort of a, a global wish. It's, this is a secret agenda now publicly displayed. May Extinction Rebellion become more and more youth led over time. May y'all just, Mitigate for power and, and, and give the, the olders a lesson in, in how to get this done. Because uh, I think uh, at the risk of putting too fine a point on it, 
It's desperately needed. We're running out of time. So could you please hurry up? Yes. Thank you so much for that. Um, I think it, it should be good that, to have the youth have a couple like final words. I think that because this is such a huge crisis that affects all of humanity, we really need to stress the importance of working together through all generations. I think that I've seen a lot of us versus them in a lot of different spaces. And while I agree that there are differences between olders and youngers, of course there are differences culturally, generationally, we need to all work together and use each other's gifts and experiences and passions because we can't do this alone. Youth can't do this alone. Olders can't do this alone. We really need each other. We need everyone in this fight in order to mitigate the worst effects of the climate crisis. Um, similarly, I think it's about um, not recognizing and not really paying attention to the line that divides different age groups. It's really about coming together to fight um, a shared passion, which is fighting the climate crisis, because while we're the one, we're the generation that are impacted most by the climate crisis, I think that we can't do this alone and we need help from other generations, whether that be younger or older. And I think that we just need to be as accepting as we can. Yeah, I second everything that has been said, but if you are a youth who is struggling with the divide, I think imposter syndrome is real, but try your hardest not to feed into it. Your voice matters just as much as anybody else's. And so kind of try to find your power, uh, stand in it, keep on going. Everybody stumbles. It's not a perfect and smooth ride for anybody. So as long as you're consistent, like you will end on a high note. What all of the ladies said is incredible. Um, yeah, I think I, you know, from both sides, olders and youngers, there's a lot of like, ah, young people are like this, and like, ah, old people are like this. Um, but, you know, in XR, I think the biggest thing that I just cherish so much about XR and like one of our really strong principles is like no blaming or shaming. Um, and I think that that is such a fundamental part of why we all see XR as like kind of an outlier in the climate movement for being like so inclusive and so safe for everybody of every generation and identity um, to be in. So I think if you're an organizer, if you're an activist, if you're somebody looking to get involved, go in with an open mindset. I learned so much about like nuance and just like not taking everything so harshly and making sure to like sit back and listen, actively listen and then work in my power to make sure that others are doing the same for me. And if you do that and you go in with empathy and love and respect in your heart, like you will have such a beautiful relationship and they will become your friends and like your partners and fellow organizers and it just is a beautiful thing awesome thank you all to everyone that um came out all the youth and the adults and thank you everyone listening this has been um our last episode for extinction rebellion um youth us collab with the extinction rebellion podcast so thank you for everyone that has listened and um if you want more information catch us on on Instagram at XRYouthUS. Do you guys want to plug your individual groups at? Yeah, follow us at XRYouth period Charlotte.
And we are xryouth.los uh, Angeles. <laughs> LA. Uh, LA. <laughs> <laughs>Thanks so much for sharing all of this, Alejandro, and for coming up with and producing the series in the first place. I know it's been really enlightening, and it's a great example of XR's principles about breaking down power hierarchies and building movements that actively include everyone and also encourage people to keep learning and growing. Thank you so much for letting us do this series. Um, And if you want to learn about Extinction Rebellion Youth, it's all around the U.S. and the world, so you can find us at either XR underscore youth or xr youth us there are youth chapters um, of xr all over the world too so you should be able to either find one where you live or you can start a new one so feel free to contact us if you need any help we are again at xr youth us thanks so much alejandro and thanks so much everybody for listening